I'm afraid there's been no change, gentlemen. Wanda and Pietro Frank's vital signs have ceased, and yet their bodies exhibit none of the degenerative effects we normally associate with death. It's almost like, and I realize this isn't a terribly scientific evaluation, but it's as almost as though someone has stolen their souls. Taken from Honor Thy Father, Avengers number 182 from 1979. And you're listening to Heroes Home Base Podcast, episode 52. <laughs> All right, what's going on, guys? This is Rich. This is Mark. And this is Rob. Welcome into episode 52. Uh, I'm happy to say that uh, my New York brother is uh, sitting right next to me for probably the, what, second time since we've been doing this? We've... I, think it's the only, I think it's the first time. Well, we were in your apartment. I oh, mean, yeah, that counts for something. Your house. First time in my... In the... I say first time in Casa de Wagner there, huh? Yeah, the, the Wagner studio. So, uh, New Year's is coming up. Christmas was this past week. Um, a lot to talk about with that. But um, I guess the biggest thing is uh, catching up with Mark with his travels and uh, all the cool shit you've done the past couple weeks since we were last on the show. So, I got the chance and I went to the Emerald City Comic Con in Seattle. And I spent... I got a Saturday pass there, and I spent all day Saturday there, and I love Seattle. It is my second favorite city, so I was happy I got a chance to spend time there. I was there. I flew to Seattle for the Emerald City Comic Con, but that Friday, I actually took a day trip and flew from Seattle to Redmond, Oregon, to visit Bend, Oregon, home of the very last blockbuster video on the planet. And I'm sitting here right now my blockbuster swag. You guys can see it, but it looks I'm sitting- good. Thank you. And I took a 40-minute flight from Seattle to Redmond, rented a car, drove about 10 minutes, and spent about 45 minutes in the very last Blockbuster. And I'm telling you, it smelled like Blockbuster video. It looked like it looked like a time machine. I like I look, it's like I warped back to 1998. I mean, every single thing is exactly the same. The new release wall is the same, the action section is the same, the comedy section, the kids section all the good junk food over by the registers when you exit those that's still there the return bin is still the same the computers are still the same it was so awesome to be there and i actually got a chance to talk to the cashiers there the guys that work there and they said during the pandemic especially that they were booming and they that they get pretty busy on a friday night that they're still very very busy so i was happy to see that and i bought some merchandise and i sent some postcards and I got some I got some t-shirts, I bought a onesie, bought some sweatpants. So I did my part in keeping the business running, I think, and also just uh some nostalgic pieces for myself. So I, I'm really excited. It was such a great day. I spent about four hours in Bend and then hopped on a flight back to Seattle. And then the next day I spent the entire day at the Emerald City Comic Con. And I will tell you, it was a good con. I got there right when the doors opened and there were some great uh cosplayers and there was some great uh it's a great venue only thing is is that it's a very 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 large venue there's about a six different than the javits 
Yes, the Javits Center is kind of wide and spread out, and this place is kind of goes up. There were six levels. Oh, my God. It was a lot of floors. And there wasn't just one way in and one way out. It was like there were like four entrances to one room. And so there were times when I would leave a room and walk into a room and think to myself, okay, wasn't I just in here? Like, it's really, it it was a lot. There's a lot of floors. And although each floor is labeled with what's on that floor, it still was a lot for one person. Um, I still enjoyed it. I don't think I'm going to go back next year, maybe the year after. Uh, as far as comics are concerned, it, it was a lot of a lot, a lot of Silver Age stuff. Yeah, there was nothing new really. I got just like one or two new books, but there was a lot of Silver Age stuff. And God, I tell you that the books that I could, I did find the gems that I wanted that were like some of them were ninety and forty and fifty. They were not in good condition. Really, and nobody was willing to haggle with you. I haggled with no one. I paid full price for everything that I bought. Damn, you paid full price for everything. I was like, were you I... feverish? No, they were like this. <laughs> this some things, you know, totaled like twenty. Can I get it for fifteen? No, it's twenty. I'm like, oh great. So I'm like, I in everything. I had full price, full paid full price for everything, and I couldn't haggle with anybody. And the books, I'm telling you, they were not in good condition. They were obvious marker black ink markers they were the uh spine was ripped and bent corners were bent pieces were missing i'm like what is this and you want 90 dollars for this it just the those vendors are not kind of markets the markets hopping man they get to determine all that i don't know but like i said it was a good con i'm glad that i got a chance to experience it so what did you get mark what were the two things you got um oh i got number 658 of batman because it's 655 through 658 of the first appearances of damien wayne and i got a lot of the issues from the night of the owls run so some nightwing like got like two nightwing and one um batman and robin from that and that's it. That's and all, then that's all the comics you got. No, I got um, some Iron Fist, which I'm now into because I found out and I learned that Chris Claremont and John Byrne did like issues one through fifteen from Iron Fist. So I'm really into that right now. And I'm also really into Captain America. From going to that con, I saw that Roger Stern and John Byrne did a run on Captain America. So like 256 through 250, I'm sorry, 246 to 254. It was Roger Stern and John Byrne's run on Captain America. So I, I got about 16 books. Um, Jim Lee was there. He was the big headliner. He had his own private room. Um, there's a big package, you know, $400 package, and you get three things signed, a personal picture on your phone, CGC graded books that you brought, and that was like kind of it. Um, I feel like a lot of those costs are just for CGC stuff. Who knows? But I'm glad that I went. It was a decent con. Again, it was a lot of Silver Age books. I wouldn't go again next year, but I I, I would go maybe the year after. But it was a good con. I'm glad I got a chance to go. I got a chance to go to the last blockbuster. I left there wanting to add or adding books to my list. Mm. So I was happy with that. I'm glad that I got a chance to add books to my list, and I'm just still back on the hunt. Did you uh, get any signatures on anything? No. No? Did you die on the floor of exhaustion? No. Um, no. 
because no one's there to take a picture of me. So I right. So I was gonna say, how was the uh, attacking a con with two eyes instead of six? It was hard. It was hard. It's hard to do by yourself. That kind of larger scale con is hard to do by yourself. Because I kept having to say, excuse me, move, got to hold my spot. You know, if I went with you two, you would be holding my spot and I'd go get this while you go hold that. It's just, it was hard. But it, yeah, I did it. I was tired, though. I was tired. Very cool. All right. So uh, it, it's fun sharing my mic with my brother Mark here. Um, so Christmas few days back uh rob what'd you get for christmas buddy um i got a couple of books from becky she got me a lot of them are re references nice oh so I got wow silver age dc comics and this thing is a beast wow um from 1956 to 1970 paul levitt's nice um, it smells delicious uh, is it like a clinical I mean. clinical book? No, just uh, like one of those comic book uh, oh, like resources. An another resource encyclopedia type thing? Yeah, like with scanned pictures. Uh, and... So it'll definitely be uh, another resource that I can pull out in addition to the encyclopedia. Also yeah, got you. Batman, The World of the Dark Knight. I see a little Jim Lee cover there. Yeah, so another uh, just another Batman-specific resource um some of it dedicated it's kind of like the encyclopedia a little bit but we've got some really good uh art nice very nice so i haven't had a chance to really dive into it but uh because i've been cleaning up my house because i i have forgotten now that i have three kids christmas comes and i it takes me like a week and a half to straighten up my house nice um my brother being the uh, awesome bro that he is got me the uh, batman 89 batarang <laughs> replica where'd you find that i actually saw it on uh world's greatest website he got it in and then uh i don't know if i went in there to get it and it wasn't there sold out or but i got i got it on amazon did you open it up at least I did open it up. I am in. F I am in complete agreement with you that the stand is garbage. Um, but well, the like I, I, cool. when I got it, I was like, "Wow, this is really, really light," and I'm like, "That stand has got to be like really, really flimsy." It, it seriously like just a tiny piece of plastic, isn't it? Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, so the stand is garbage. Oh, oh. Shit. <laughs> it's like a hollow plastic. Aye. So it's yeah, it's like, aye, aye, aye. It's like filler. Oh. Like, I almost want to put it back in the box. But yeah, the, uh, the battering's pretty sweet. It folds. Wow. So yeah, Rich is letting me get my full nerd on. That's awesome. Just in time for him to be in the Flash movie. That's right. And Batgirl. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think that's about all the comic-related stuff that I got. Um, so pretty good. How about you, Rich? Well, show quitter Kim did really well for me this christmas she yes, uh she, she uh i guess continued on my quest for some alan moore swamp thing issues and yeah uh, she did boy, she did not disappoint she got me issue 22 23 24 i had already gotten 25 in new york but she got me 28 29 and the big one was Issue 37, the first appearance of John Constantine, that she was super nervous. She doesn't like to buy things that cost a lot of money without me knowing about it. Got nervous, and I know she uh, requested Rob's help 
in that purchase, but yeah, she did really, really well. And she got me a really cool Swamp Thing Funko Pop that I didn't even know there was one. So yeah, Christmas was good for me comic book wise. So and then uh, Mr. Mark Mazik came to town on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't see him for what? first couple days and then he stopped by and uh yeah tell me about your christmas buddy my christmas was good i um have been back in columbus bouncing around busy seeing people and for obviously everybody that listens to this knows that i'm a huge court of owls fan and i'm on the hunt for every issue of court of owls or i was and on my list I pretty much got everything except at the time for issues one and six. And my dear brother and sister, Rich and Kim and Rob got me issues one and six that I was missing. So now I have the complete run of the Court of Owls. So I never read them. I'm just because I wanted to get the full series so now when i get home i have every single issue issues one through 11 and i'm going to read them all nice so thank you for that so i they're just beautiful beautiful stories and beautiful covers and i can't wait to dig into them i think you have more of those issues than we do real oh well because i went full owl crazy So now, today, we went to World's Greatest Comics here in Columbus, and I got about 15 books. Nice. Yeah. Um, I got about 15 books, and I got a... So I got a chance to cross even more off my list. Like I said, I'm into Iron Fist and Captain America right now. So I got about seven of the nine on my Captain America list. And I got two of the 15 on my Iron Fist list. And I got, go ahead. Rich finally uh, convinced me to go into that store. And I've been in there a couple times. I'm very impressed with their back issue selection. Yeah, it's a large back issue selection. So I was happy. I got about 14 books. I was, so I have lots to read. I'm very excited. All right. So catching up. Christmas was good. Uh, do we have any news topics to go over, Rob? I know I sent you a few things. Uh, first, uh, movie news. Uh, Mark's been to the movie theater. I have not. So why don't you give us a take on uh, what you saw in your review? I saw Spider-Man Far From Home. How was or, that? Excuse me. Spider-Man No Way Home is what I saw. And for me, you know, it was solid. It was a solid, it was very good. It was solid, but because of the whole multiverse and spoiler alert, the two people who played Spider-Man previously, you know, um, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are also in the movie. And from the previews and from watching the movie, you know, Doctor Strange is in it and you're messing with the multiverse and they're all getting through now. I can't stop them. I thought at least by the end of the movie, like some other Marvel character would have quote unquote, gotten through, but that didn't happen. So I was kind of like, eh. X-Men. X-Men, Fantastic Four, somebody, but nobody came through. So I was like, eh. I don't know. What was it like seeing Doc Ock again? Doctor, I mean, he's great. He, Mr. Molina, he did a great job. He did a great job as Doc, Doctopus. Um, I thought Toby 
Maguire and Andrew Garfield looked great. It was great seeing him in those roles again. I thought all the villains looked great. I thought everybody did a great job, but I just, it was just solid for me. Would you grade it? A B plus. Wow. Yeah, just a B plus. But at the, the very end credits, we got a chance to see the preview for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And we got a chance to see Doctor Strange. We got a chance to see the Scarlet Witch. He's going to her for help. And we got to see uh, the bad version that we saw in What If of Doctor Strange also in this. So that was cool. Um, But again, it it was just a solid B plus for me. Sweet. I've heard good things. I haven't really heard anything bad. I think it ties together the other Spider-Man stuff pretty well. Um. I'll probably see it when it comes available on digital. But uh, yeah, I I think the last Spider-Man I saw was the animated one, which I thought was really good. So was it better than Venom? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's already out. I thought about writing that. Um, I finished or I, I guess I should say I started and finished The Witcher season two uh, mm-hmm. last week. I think I f- Kim and I sat down and finished it mm, maybe Thursday or Friday. Uh, excellent show i highly recommend that did any of you guys see that mark i know you haven't rob did you see it yet i think i only saw like half of the first episode and i haven't gone back but uh it like uh i was talking to my tattoo artist carmelo about it because he used to play the game back in the day but the first season is really really slow because it is that character development and uh slow burn trying to learn all the characters and the timeline is a little um, all over the place and how they tell it. I think I said this on the last episode. I watched it. I watched this, the first season again and really enjoyed it because I kind of remembered things that I forgot because I was trying to pay attention too much. But the second season, dude, it starts with a bang and it ends with a bang. It's like nonstop action. You finally get to see Henry Cavill like be even more of a badass, uses his powers. Not really going to spoil anything, but it's definitely... Uh, definitely really badass and eight full hour episodes and uh they went by really really quick but uh yeah nice really dug it can't wait for the next season so a couple of new things that i have seen did either of you see 8-bit christmas on hbo no no i started to watch it but i did not it's good i actually teared up at the end um so yeah some of that 80 nostalgia is definitely in there but uh it's worth a watch. I think it speaks to, you know, just the craziness around uh, Nintendo. Uh, and then I did watch the new Matrix. I started it and then fell asleep. How was it? So it was a very heavy Neil Patrick Harris day that day because I was like, wow. <laughs> uh, I talked to Dr. Doug about this yesterday. Uh, I did not like it. Do I'll you just... feel like it completely undo- undoes everything? Like, I wasn't digging it. Like, from what I saw, it was the whole trilogy before was just like a video game that Mr. Anderson created. And it's this fake world and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it was kind of like breaking the fourth wall a little too much. Yeah, it was definitely a Hawkeye. I'm shooting a bow and arrow. And isn't this ridiculous type vibe? Um, So a couple of things. I thought the video game angle, I thought it was interesting at first, but then it was just kind of lazy. Like right. it was like, let's resurrect this trilogy that we sunsetted almost what 20 years ago. At least, yeah. And I mean the first one came out in ninety-nine. 
Right. And I actually didn't really like the second and third one because it almost turned I, like it got so fake that I was like, I might as well be watching uh, an animated movie now. Yeah. Or I, I have somehow started watching Keanu Reeves and now I'm watching a video game. So I have my issues with uh, the original um, trilogy. I, I actually thought they could have just ended with one and be done. But, you know, Hollywood doesn't operate like that. But I will say, especially Warner Brothers, a couple of things I didn't like. I did not like that they recast it. Yeah. You were seeing like um, clips from the original trilogy. So they're using the likeness. I thought the Niobe at like plot was completely pointless and it was only used to justify why Lawrence Fishburne wasn't in the movie. Um, and the guy that played Morpheus, it's like, he's like getting famous off of being a recast. Like he was HBO's Dr. Manhattan. Oh, um, we're talking about, uh, what is his name? He was black Manta and Aquaman. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, he's yeah. Abdul Mateen. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was fine, but it was like, you're not Lawrence Fishburne. Um, the biggest thing for me was obviously I kind of I'm very critical of mental health stuff. And I thought they took a mental health angle. And I was like, I, one of the first thoughts that came to mind was I really hope a schizophrenic does not watch this movie. Hmm. Like it was like they were mind Neo and trying to, you know, keep him on his meds and he thought he was hallucinating morpheus and that everything was like his world wasn't coming true so it was almost like i don't know a little stigmatizing to like mental health that's kind of the vibe i got i'm a little biased but yeah i, I wasn't i wasn't digging it too much and at the end it was just oh i wanted to save trinity what did uh what did dr doug say about it he um again you know dr doug he he's pretty critical uh, he kind of voiced some of those concerns with Joker. He said he did think similar things like this would be tricky if a schizophrenic actually saw this or somebody that really struggles with kind of reality testing. Um, but he thought the writing was cheap. He's like, you resurrected this for what? So that you, he gets another chance with Trinity. Like, so kind of some of the similar vibes. But uh, yeah, I guess I, I have a similar letdown feeling that I had for WW84. Like I was kind of pumped and sort of excited. I totally forgot Matrix was going to be on HBO. So I was like, oh, sweet. I'll watch it. Ah, kind of wish I didn't. Right. <laughs> so that's a kind of a long winded answer of I didn't like it. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll sit down and finish watching it. I'll probably have to start it over because I fell asleep. So I'm sure I missed something critical. But yeah, I wasn't digging what I saw of it for the most part. But. I kind of went into it expecting to be disappointed. Like, why are we doing this 20 years later? Like, should have just left it alone. Well, yeah, um, but it's like, if you're going to do it 20 years later, like it needs to be epic. Right. And you're well, not going to be epic. If Lawrence Fishburne is not in it and Hugo Weaving's not in it. Yeah. Well, and I thought like what I did see of it where Yaya, I think that's his name, right? Becomes Morpheus, but he was an agent. And Correct. I'm like, what the f is this shit? Like, uh, whatever. So I, I'll reserve any other comments I have about it till I finish watching it. But what I did see, not digging it so far. But uh, what other news do we have to talk about? Well, you sent me some things about Flash and uh, there's going to be some other DC actors in there. He's continuing the Snyderverse. Yes. Yeah, so this is uh, from our favorite mainstream entertainment screen rant. WB says Michael Keaton is returning for another DCEU movie after The Flash. Michael Keaton has joined the cast of the upcoming DC Comics movie Batgirl. Most likely in the role of Batman, though this has not been confirmed. 
The cast of the upcoming HBO Max DC film Batgirl has been confirmed to include Michael Keaton, according to a new press release from Warner Brothers. Batgirl, which is currently filming in Scotland, will follow the adventures of Barbara Gordon, the daughter of Commissioner Gordon, who is J.K. Simmons, uh, who takes on the mantle of Batgirl. The film also features Brenda Fraser as the villain Firefly and Jacob something, sorry, in an as yet unspecified role. The film does not currently have a release date set, but is expected in late 2022, early 2023. So keep the Michael Keaton goodness coming, man. I'll take it. I have been, uh, I don't know if either of you have watched Dope Sick on Hulu. Rich and I were talking about that, Mark, as we were leaving New York, uh, heading back home. Um, anytime I see him now, I'm just super excited because, yeah. uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to anything that he's in. Agreed. So this was another article from uh, Cinema Blend. The Flash just confirmed two more classic DC actors, proving WB is continuing the Snyderverse. Zack might not be back, but the actors are. So the multiverse is a concept with which comic book audiences are growing very familiar. It is currently being used by Sony and Marvel and Spider-Man No Way Home to bring classic characters from existing franchises into Tom Holland's world. So in 2022, Warner Brothers will attempt to apply the same roles or rules to the DCU, bringing classic heroes and villains in Ezra Miller's world of the Flash, the biggest one, which we knew from a while, Michael Keaton. Uh, and now we are able to confirm that Man of Steel's villain, Michael Shannon, and I don't know, I don't know how to say her name, the chick who played Fiora. So General Zod and Fiora, further continuing the Snyderverse of characters and actors in the Snyder Cut established in 2013. So General Zod and his right-hand lady are going to be in the Flash movie. That's right. Interesting. Oh, and a little tidbit. Um, Rob, I was telling you about this because I didn't know it, but there is an independent movie theater in Manhattan inside the Roxy Hotel in Tribeca, and it's called Roxy Cinema. And it's a one-theater movie theater and, and it's throwback to like the 1940s so they have like the curtain that draws back and they have sure. a concession stand that's like the size of a closet and it's really cool it's really cool it's a really cute movie theater it only seats about maybe 80 people so they were showing christmas movies and one of the christmas movies they show is batman returns Yay. boom boom on 35 millimeter film and i went to go see it and that's the most packed I've ever seen that theater. It's usually me and like six other people. But the, in this night, there was only about four seats empty. And so it was a packed movie theater. And I sat and I've watched Batman Returns on the big screen. I would have totally I, gone with you, sir. I know you would have. I know you would have. And it was great to see it on a big screen. And what I didn't know as I'm watching it, the one of the last scenes when Catwoman is electrifying Max Shrek and there's all these big explosions around them, you can see two people moving to the back of like the generator of where this explosion is happening. And I'm like, that's very obvious. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, am I seeing that correctly? And yeah, they, you, it's obviously I'm seeing two bodies move. I'm like, oh God. And then. Yeah, it's like right as one of those like giant generator houses comes down, they kind of get out of the way. Yeah. Yep. And then you told me that when Batman rips off his cowl, that the eye makeup is already off yep. before he rips off his cowl. Yeah, which I have nuts. to see. 
I never noticed that. So I have to How go back. How do you not? Back. Oh, God. It drives me I didn't see time. that part. I have to go back and watch it. But the two bodies moving, I'm like, oh, my God. I can see that right there. I don't, I'm like, really? But it took me all this time to really notice it because I've never seen it on the big screen before. So I get that text at like, I think I saw it because one of my kids got up at like <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, Mark finally saw the shenanigans of that scene. Yeah, like that whole final scene with Catwoman and Max and Batman was not the best part of that movie. But I, I love that movie so much that I look past the Yeah, it's the a problems. favorite. It's a favorite. I just wish like when he went to go rip his cowl off, like Tim Burton should have just put the camera on Michelle Pfeiffer and then come back to where his hands in front of him and he's just like ripping it off like that could have totally been fixed in the editing not well, just for me hey, let's hope nobody pays attention that we had him take his eye makeup off well but honestly for me it's like leave the eye makeup on right like leave it right. on. right he would look badass with the eye makeup on like he's batman so yeah but yeah i what what amazed me was didn't that movie come out in the spring uh it was i thought it was in the summer i thought we went to the continent and saw it in the summertime and it had like a whole christmas theme so yeah it was a very odd time for that movie to come out yeah 92 um i believe so because we were still at the old house so other big comic news that's come out since we last recorded uh i'm gonna let mark uh read this hate to bring it to a downer level but i definitely think we need to talk about this so i won't read the whole thing but i'm gonna read uh the most important parts is that one of the most gifted and beloved artist, George Perez, has informed us that, I'll, I'll read this, it says, on November 29th, I received confirmation that after undergoing surgery for a blockage in my liver, I have stage three pancreatic cancer. It is surgically inoperable and my estimated life expectancy is between six months to a year. I have been given the option of chemotherapy and or radiation therapy, but after weighing all the variables and assessing just how much my remaining days would be eaten up by doctor visits, treatments, hospital stays, and dealing with the often stressful and frustrating bureaucracy of the medical system, I've opted to let nature take its course and I will enjoy whatever time I have left as fully as possible with my beautiful wife of over 40 years, my family, friends and my fans so sad oh my goodness i say all the time that we need to freeze our grades like <laughs> john byrne and chris claremont and george perez and kevin foggy we just need to freeze them but unfortunately this we can't we can't freeze this it's so sad george perez oh my god he's like responsible for some of the greatest artwork out there i mean he's truly 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 gifted it's so sad Yep. So sad. Uh, so I got I, when I read this, I was like heartbroken, and I got uh, like Tom got posted a picture on his Facebook. Remember him works with Jeff Smith. He was on our show, and he met him. And Mark, I'm super jealous that you got to meet him and take a picture. And um, he hugged me. He held me. He was so nice to me. He took three pictures with me and signed all my stuff. Most iconic and most piece of artwork that you remember. That you'll remember him for Avengers volume three. Rob, what do you got? Uh, Justice League versus Avengers. Very good. Obviously, I'm going to go with Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. That was my Which, that's up there. Yeah, just that. Yeah, just that. And I know Alex Ross did the painting version, but he was the inspiration for that. I mean, he drew all those characters and just the 
the incredible detail that went into that work is uh, second to none, man. He did the Infinity Wars. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, it looked like he said he was going to try to do like one more big thing or some kind of fan meet and greet one more time, and apparently he doesn't have eyesight in one of his eyes and doesn't draw anymore. And yeah, it's just just really really sad. And I I just wanted to take the time to reflect on him because what a great inspiration. Just some of the most beautiful artwork, and it, I started collecting avengers volume three that's when i really learned to read about or learn about the artist yeah Yeah. you know it was from him with him and kirk Busick of avengers volume three you know here's reborn 97 you know that's when i started to learn that artists are on books and what books how long they're on the book and all that so i mean yeah it's that's so 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 sad i mean when he dies it's like i met him he hugged me he held me and i know somebody and he died you got the same treatment from stan lee didn't you no he just smelled like my great grandmother (laughs) all right so i'll take this opportunity to do my poll for this episode go over a couple books that i got i think i might have mentioned this on the last one but chip sadarsky's run on daredevil is coming to a close and he's ending it with uh you know a limited marvel event devil's reign so i read issue one of that really really good hate to see that end uh keanu reeves berserker number six came out still a really really violent book store seems to be picking up a little bit so it's it's getting there uh nightwing 87 tom taylor not bad a new book that uh, Gibb threw in the poll that didn't really request, but I gave it a shot. New Batgirls title. Boo. Um, <laughs> Let me see. It, it uh, with uh, you know Cassandra Kane and uh, Stephanie Brown and Brown. of course uh, Barbara Gordon. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> uh, I don't know. Shit, Brown. It was it was worth a read. It was a little interesting. I might I might let it. You know, I'll give it a shot. Boo. Uh, House of Slaughter number three came out. Uh, still enjoying that book. And then Mark's favorite issue number nine of <laughs> Batman Catwoman or Batman Catwoman. Yeah, Batman Catwoman number nine came out. And I tell you what, it's only nine issues and I am still f-ing lost. So, that, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, it's a challenge. Uh, so highlight books to check out. <laughs> definitely not that shit um uh devil rain was really really good and uh i'm really enjoying the uh, house of slaughter and then of course i'm going back and reading all these swamp thing issues that kim got me for christmas so uh yeah that's rich's pull for episode 52 mark you want to go over the books you purchased today for mark's long box what uh what book did you read for the intro there sir I read from Avengers 182, Volume 1, Issue 182, Honor Thy Father. So today, because, you know, I'm collecting Night of the Owls run, and that goes into several different titles. So I got Nightwing number 69, which is an, it has an ugly variant cover, but whatever. Um, (laughs) The story is still good. So got Nightwing 69, Iron Fist number 4. Iron Fist number five, Captain America 247, 248, 249, 250, 251, 252, 254. I got X Factor number 16, number 18, number 24, and that's it. Nice. I got those X Factors because those were the some of the um 
the beginnings of Archangel. Mm. First appearance of Archangel. So the one that I got, number X Factor number 24, that was on the back wall for $50, but I found it in the bin for $10. Rich, did they still have uh, something's killing the children, number one? Yes. Uh, Jeff still has number one. I think it's like a nine something graded. It's uh, he's selling it for nine hundred and twenty dollars. So you didn't pick up a couple of those? Mm, nope. But uh, I've, I mean, that's a pretty good price because I've seen it go for like fifteen hundred bucks and nineteen two thousand dollars. So a grand for. I, I took a picture of it because I sent it to Kim because she's joking like I was going to buy this as an investment for you, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. It's a it's a nine point eight. He's got a nine point eight number one for nine hundred twenty dollars. Not bad. So, if only I had, you know, an extra grand to play with. So yeah, Mark's long box. It's my long box. So I yeah. I, oh, oh, speaking of long box, I think it's time for another long box. <laughs> I have a short box of all my miscellaneous issues. One issue here, one issue there. Like for example, I got at the con in Seattle. Superman Man of Tomorrow number seven with Maxima on the cover. This is where she once again is trying to get into Superman's pants and have him <laughs> date her. And he's like, I'm not feeling it. Stay away from me. So I got that. So that's going in the miscellaneous box. But I think it's time for another long box because I'm collecting Captain America, Iron Fist. So I think it's time for another. So that means I have five long boxes and one short box. That's a lot. He <laughs> said, so "That's a lot." As I'm looking at 41 short boxes, it's <laughs> a lot, which equates to about what 20, 22 long oh, boxes. I didn't have, yeah. So, but yeah, some of the short boxes now, man, they seem even shorter. You're lucky to get a hundred issues in there. I um, I think I might buy a thing of bag and boards and rebag the issues that I got today. Cause look, right, it's too much space. <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm going to rebag. I love doing that. Mark likes to bag his comics nice and tight. And tight and crisp. Tight and crisp. Yep. Oh, so that means for Batman, I have all of Hush and all of the Court of Owls. Could you believe it? I can't believe I'm collecting Batman. Isn't that something? I'm still tickled, man. Yeah. Tickled. Took you long enough. Took me 22 years. So now we're gonna have to make sure we can get those things signed, um, Mr. Snyder. Oh hell, he went home because it's like, yeah, he just went home. <laughs> so see you next year. He left a friggin' sign. Remember, I said see you next year. Some shit. Well, Rob, did you have an assessment, or you got a preview for uh, what's coming on the next episode? I know. Wait it a takes, second. Did takes we get Greg Capullo to sign something of mine? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got both All your trades signed by okay. your trades. I thought so. Okay, just making sure. You, you got yelled at for not having your mask on. How could you forget? Oh, That's yeah. We were waiting in line and you were dying uh, on the floor. Uh, so I was thinking, uh oh, I want to branch out of some of the Batman stuff. And uh, I've only, I'm only one issue in here, but I'm really thinking about looking into this main villain in the nice house on the lake. Ooh, yeah. So I, I mean, I have your uh, two through five here, so I might have to give those a uh, obviously have to give those a read. But uh, I wanted to make my third Walter. That's my fourth fourth installment to my segment, uh, something out of the Batman universe. So Uh, you might have to unless you want to wait till that series is completely wrapped. I think it's going to be 10 issues. 
Yeah, I might need to do that. I don't know. Like, I'm just looking to maybe do some things differently. Um, were there any villains you guys wanted me to take a look at? Mm. I would need to have some source material. Lex Luthor. Catwoman. Lex Luthor. Catwoman. Yeah, you could do Catwoman. I mean, what, what are some good female... Uh, definitely do, like, Poison Ivy. Well, you kind of want to branch out of the Batman books, is what you said. Um, I mean, I think Lex Luthor is a good place to start. I mean... Let's see here. What's a really ultimate villain in the Marvel Universe? Female? Or just in general? Uh, Doctor Doom. We uh, we kind of... That was our last... Uh, yeah. Who would win, right? Doctor Doom and Ra's al Ghul? Yeah. Hmm. There's some good Lex oh, Luthor um, stuff. Oh, the Grim Reaper is a good one because he's Wonder Man's brother. You could do that or you could do... I mean, you don't necessarily have to just do villains. I mean, you could do a clinical study of some crazy heroes. Well, sure. Oh, Magneto would be a good one. Oh, yeah. Because he was there during the Holocaust and all that. And what that does to a person. Did you hear that one? I did. <laughs> no emotion. The Blob would be a good one because he's fat. <laughs> He's really fat, so he. Has I'm not a doctor, Luthor. Mark. <laughs> uh, no, there's probably some good Lex Luthor stuff. I could look into that for sure. I think I might go there. Um, and, like, and of course, my plan is I can certainly revisit some of these villains. I'm just using, you know, a particular story arc, and then we can add other story arcs on top of it. So, like, I've already done the Riddler, but we can add to that. But you could yeah. even relive the uh, or review the Kingdom Come. And uh, go with the villain in that, or even get in some shiz, uh, some Captain Marvel Shazam books and Mister Mine and uh, some of those villains. Those are ooh, who's the villain in Batman that got all the villains together? It was in twenty twenty. The one the sh- the designer. Yeah, got uh, that was Tinyan's book designer, and it ended up being. I didn't finish it. Because I don't think all the issues are out after uh, Millie was born. I have to let you let you have those that run. Such a good long live. Oh, speaking of that, back to my poll. I did get. Uh, I think I skipped this one. Yeah, I did. This was from a couple weeks ago. Batman one eighteen came out. Uh, Joshua Williamson uh, started his run on Batman, and so far it's it's different. Uh, I like the costume. It's kind of more of a, like a classic classic. Uh, batman costume and i'm anxious to see where the story goes so um it just seems like you know batman is all that dc has right now to be honest with you like i'm not really impressed with the the superman books um i mean even since obviously since bendis took over and he's not on the books anymore but i have not been super stoked about anything coming from the superman camp which sucks obviously because he's my guy but um i know i dropped this i think it i, th- I want to say it might even be coming out tomorrow the new oversized jeff lemire swamp thing black label book might be coming out tomorrow i gotta watch jeff's reveal of wednesday but it was supposed to come out in december so i'm kind of looking forward to that uh that's really the only book that i'm super looking forward to but uh yeah so send us your home base whatever the hell uh assessment ideas for villains or even heroes for uh rob to do a, a clinical diagnosis on at uh heroes home base at gmail.com more to look forward to in the new year and we got new cool things lined up we got guests we're, we're lining up right now and uh hopefully we'll have uh dr doug back on for another uh movie review corner i uh, gotta give a shout out to subject line herb who recently a couple weeks back i was telling mark this that uh he was Helping his father, his at his dad owns a couple of rental properties, and uh, subject line was 
probably listening to our episode and fell off a ladder and broke his arm. Uh, what? And damaged his back and has been in, uh, had to have surgery to have his arm repaired. He had, I think this, I think he said he has his, like the fourth break in this one arm. Jeez. And uh, had to wear a back brace and stuff. So uh, subject line Herb's been out of commission. So a little shout out. Hopefully we can cheer him up. Hopefully he had a good Christmas and uh, is on the mend. But uh, yeah, I hope so. Good God. I'd like to have him back on and uh, hear what he has to say. So yeah. So New Year 2022 coming up. Hopefully we're uh, in for some good stuff. And um, I know me and Mark have been talking the last couple of days and hopefully he plans on coming back to town for our birthday in March and uh, we'll all get to sit down again and do a The Batman movie review and hopefully we got some, we'll probably have Dr. Doug on for that one. Be on the lookout for all my upcoming travels next year to all my cons that I'll be going to. I have a whole list of different cons and fan expos that I'll be going to next year. So I'll be reporting on that. What is your next con that you're going to? WinterCon 2022 at the World Resorts Casino in Queens. When's that? January 15th through the 17th. Mark will be attending the Afterbirth of New York Comic Con. Oh my God. <laughs> that exactly. con is so like in the shadow of new york comic-con so it's just it's not as big as a con but i i one year i did go and got all my t-shirts that i couldn't get the one year we went to con and they shut the lights out on us so this con it's smaller it's on a smaller scale but also our favorite author greg cox has attended that con he may be there i'm going specifically again to see him ming from Comic book men might be there. Hopefully he is. We'll see. But it's a smaller con and it's so close to home. So I'll be going to that one in January. Sounds good. Secret stash. You just called him today. Oh, I just called him today for a new book because we were watching old episodes of Comic Book Men. And there's a poster. Which I didn't realize that you never watched that season one. Yeah. And there's a poster by the register where the stash was and it's kevin smith's the bionic man well i don't think i've ever mentioned it on this podcast but i was a huge fan of lee majors in the six million dollar man and Lindsay wagner's as the bionic woman i loved those shows i really good boy the shirley so when I see when I saw that, I immediately called the stash and see if they had a, a print of Kevin Smith's The Bionic Man because it picks it's he continues the story of the six million dollar man. So that's my new hunt. That's my new book that I'm gonna be on the hunt for. So they had volume one for $29.95, and I spoke to somebody there at the stash and they're gonna hold it for me. So I'm gonna have them mail it to me because I was gonna go down there. And take the train, but it's a long train ride. And so I'm just going to have them mail it to me. Cool. But I, I'm going to read that and review it. And uh, you'll we'll talk about that on next episode. Very cool. Well, another good episode, guys. Glad to catch up. Glad everybody had a good Christmas. And uh, hopefully we're in for a nice, awesome, bright new year in 2022. Until next time, this is Rich. Don't forget to bag your board. This is Mark. And this is Rob. Thanks for listening on another episode. We would appreciate some suggestions via email. Send us a comment. Um, check out our Facebook page. All that good jazz. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to us yammer on for the last hour or so. But uh, looking forward to catching up with all um, our listeners in 2022.
thank you as always for listening and supporting this RMR production. All right, Mark. Go ahead. I'm afraid there's been no change, gentlemen. Wanda and Pietro Frank's vital signs have ceased, and yet their bodies exhibit none of the degenerative efforts. Oh, shit. Let me start that over. That would be my rabbit. Oh, we'll mute yourself for a minute. <laughs> Must start over. We're a little off our game here, man. A little bit. Mark's not used to sharing a mic. He's not used to not sitting on a milk crate. <laughs> right?